Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're getting another Rambo movie in Rambo Last Blood. Do you think it'll actually be his last blood? Well, there were two first bloods. Or do you think the last drop of his blood will land on the ground and then grow another Rambo? A separate Rambo, Yeah, a separate maybe. Rambo, yeah. Well, look, it's entirely possible. I thought Rambo 4 was going to be the last one, which was Me just called too. Rambo. I mean, he killed the entire population of Myanmar <laughs> off, with a machine gun off the back of a flatbed truck. There's so. other populations to decimate, <laughs> I Mason. guess that's true, yeah. Yeah, but considering there's Rambo First Blood and then Rambo First Blood Part 2, so, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's Rambo Last Blood Final Drop grown a new Rambo yeah, part two. Nice. Yes. And look, it always helps if people could leave a like on this video. We'd love it. Anyways, this week we're going to be looking at the worst Rambo film. I don't know if it's the worst Rambo property because there is that animated series. Uh-huh, but we haven't gotten to that we yet. We haven't got so. to that yet. Yeah. Tell you what, if we do Rambo Last Blood part two, he's grown himself again in a test tube. We'll come back to that one. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, Rambo 3 is widely considered to be the least popular one, though the most expensive. Yeah, wasn't it the most expensive film at all, of all time Absolutely at the time? Absolutely, it was, yeah. And I, saw, I, I looked that up and I'm, it's, it was like $60 million and I'm like, that's so quaint. Yeah. But imagine being the highest costing film <laughs> in the world at $60 million. Yeah. They spend more on more than that on catering on the, most of these blockbusters these days. Well, it seems like a lot of this movie just went into explosions and Stallone because it's not a particularly <laughs> good looking or special effects heavy movie no. aside from the practical element of it. That's true. So I think it's the star power which really is driving a lot of this there's a few things that Stallone requested in his payday which I'll get to at the end oh I'm excited for that which kind of added to this I love a, I love a movie star writer I think they're always oh, excellent some of my favourites but Stallone yeah. let me let me tell Stallone first of all this is definitely his, his oiliest performance I think 100% oh my god he's so oily in this movie <laughs> I guess he's supposed to be sweaty but it's just every part of him's oily yeah you his know body his hair he's got oily hair look at that shaggy oil that shaggy oily hair you know you, what I mean you know what it is for this movie everything is kind of bigger like he gets bigger yeah. he's more muscular I can talk about his training regime I've got it all 
here. He's got a even his face is muscular. <laughs> yes, he's that that he's. I'm fascinated by Stallone's face in this era. Yeah, it's got you know how they talk about like you know movie stars they might have high cheekbones. This guy's got like cheekbones coming out of his forehead. He's got cheekbones coming out of his chin. This guy. I think it. He's known to have some work done. Oh, and I think maybe that has something to do with it. But like I said, like the hair's bigger, the knife's bigger, <laughs> the it, bone arrow's bigger. Bone arrow's bigger. Yeah, he's like the best he's ever been. He's even good at throwing sheep football. You know, he's yep, the best absolutely. in the world for he's some reason. He's good at stick fighting all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, because in the opening se- sequence, his old colonel comes back to, yeah. he needs he needs Rambo. Yeah. And so he comes, he finds him in Thailand where he's been hiding out since, the, since he walked away in Rambo 2. Yeah. And Rambo's just in a stick fight with another guy also with sticks. Do you think he was bad initially and then he trained up? Or do you think he just walked in there no, one day with the was champion at stick fight? Straight up, yeah. Mm. Well, they've kind of juiced him up in all ways <laughs> leading up to this movie. Because I watched the first and second leading up to this. I'd never seen them. Mm. And the first one's this quiet, contemplative kind of movie for a lot of it. It's, it's a mediation on on the, the pressure of war and the, what it does, it the, what, what, what uh, it does to people returning from war. Yeah, like he's considered this drifter. Well, he's a drifter, and mm. people hate him because he's come back from Vietnam. And he has this speech at the end how people spat on him and called him a baby killer. And it ends not in like a massive gunfight. There is that kind of prior in the movie where he explodes a lot of a small town scene yeah, right, for no uh-huh. reason because he's no a, one dies. No one. Oh, he, I think he kills a cop. Yeah. The rock in the helicopter, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not intentional. Yeah. He's purposefully not killing people. But there is this sense of like, this is a damaged man yeah. who's got a lot of problems. And it was criticized at the time for kind of an anticlimactic ending. Mm-hmm. But it seems just from two onwards, not so much four, which kind of dials it back a bit. It's just like, he's fine now and he just loves yeah. <laughs> war and killing people that are bows and arrows. I mean, two was basically, hey, let's fight the Vietnam War again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. This time we'll win because Rambo's here. <laughs> I mean, he was there the first time. But he's better now. <laughs> he's better he now. knows where all the traps are. <laughs> This is actually considered the Lawrence of Arabia of Rambo films I read somewhere as a piece of trivia. By who? By Sylvester Stallone? Well, I, somebody probably said that at the time, but I think it's just because it's in the desert. I think they yeah, just went, yeah, for sure, yeah. There's less greenery than the previous two. Yeah. It's funny, though, because it's not very well regarded now, I would say, but and it wasn't really at the time either. Well, two and three weren't as much as one, but Stallone's even talked about more recently that this one is missing heart, and it is because he is this indestructible, unstoppable fighting machine mm. there's a moment where he gets shot through the leg yep. towards the end and then you see him get up and put weight on that same leg later <laughs> to, like, to yeah. fight a tank yeah for He's sure. just with his bands with his bands yeah but I, I never like the element in these movies and it's even in the first one of the colonel's like you pushed this man too far you, you've started a war with a man that you can't win this war with oh, I'm not man. here to I'm not here to save Rambo I'm here to save you Rambo will kick your ass out of your head <laughs> don't yeah. even worry about it and I think that unstoppable action man is always the least interesting element of these movies oh, for absolutely me. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, what you need in, in these kind of movies if you've got that is maybe a compelling villain or yep. like like a funny sidekick or something like that yep. and I feel like Rambo 3 doesn't really have either of those to no, be honest it doesn't what it does have though is the scene that i went oh shit this is hot shots 2 yes the, the yeah. stick fighting moment which uh-huh. charlie she did in hot shots 2 and richard krenner who plays the colonel he reprises his role in hot shots 2 to yes. recruit charlie sheen to come back uh-huh, to yeah. do more hot shots that's right yeah and the kill count's also parodied in that because you know he's just mowing down because this had the highest kill count 
of any movie at the time. I've got the number here. He's got to kill. He's got to have killed at least a hundred guys. How many guys did he kill? I believe two hundred and twenty-one acts of violence oh. with one hundred and eight deaths. But that does include mean words as well. No, well he does. He's a man of few words. Yeah, but they're all mean. <laughs> What is this str- does have the iconic line where he calls up the bad, the main bad guy on the radio, and, he, and the, the bad guy's like, "Who are? Who is this?" And he goes, "I mean, was that man? I mean, was that's that's." I, and upon watching this, I'm like, "Oh, that's where that's it's from." From the ad of Rambo that you saw as yes. a kid for the movie Rambo, yeah. Uh. What I thought was really strange about this as well: the colonel in the other movies is kind of a person for good in Rambo's life. One and two. He's kind of doing him a favour. You know, he goes to help him out in one. He recruits him to do Vietnam again in two because he knows that there's unfinished business there and he's the best man for the job. Mm -hmm. But three, it's like, you want to do some some war? Come and do some war. You know how you're in this peaceful monastery (laughs) fixing carts and being a good bloke? And occasionally stick fighting. Yeah, fuck that. Do you want to kill 108 people in a country you've never been to? Here's some some dead kids. Does that motivate (laughs) you to do some war? Maybe. And, of course, the only thing that gets him back is the Ruskies. Yeah, of, uh, of, of, they're in Afghanistan. This was a true event at the time that actually mm. ceased two weeks prior to this movie coming out. Which because think- everybody signed a peace treaty and they went to the movie theatre and they bought tickets in advance for Rambo 3. That's exactly it. So this is evil regime in Afghanistan, which he's, trying to, he's going to come in and sort out, which actually has some uh, repercussions if you look at it historically in the modern day, which we'll get to because the group that he is uh, is with are linked to the Taliban. <laughs> I can come back to that at the end. Well, that's funny. I mean, oh, you know, I mean how, would, how, would, how do you know? You're not going to know. You're not going to know. The yeah. Russians were the bad guys in the 80s. Well, they were, well, that's interesting as well. I think this movie was criticised at the time because in the 80s the Russians were moving away from being the bad guys. Yes. But I guess... In retrospect, <laughs> Rambo 3 was ahead of its time because they're back, baby. <laughs> they're back, baby. They really are. So I think what tipped these movies over the edge was competition with Arnold because both of them were notoriously super competitive and yeah, right. hyper aware of the other person's film career and what they yeah. were up to. Their the relative level of oiliness. Exactly. They were tricking each other into movie roles. Arnold tricked him into taking Stop or My Mom Will Shoot because he heard that Arnold wanted to do it. Oh, I see. So that's why he did that. But terrible. Arnold didn't want to he do didn't, it. Absolutely, he absolutely did not want to do it. Because it sounds like a bad movie. Yeah, exactly. And it, I think it even carries on over into the musculature of this. All right. Because Commando came out post-Rambo 2. Yeah. And he was always kind of lean. He got super ripped for that. He was apparently, for the, the earlier Rocky movies, well, 2 and 3, he was only eating like burnt toast and working out like five hours a day and boxing and running and skipping and and doing push-ups and all these crazy things. And he was incredibly unhealthy, but he's like, i got to get this physique. i got to look a certain way. Yeah, right. And then, i got to get those burnt toast abs. Exactly. You know? I mean, I think he may have had some help. He claims he's never done any steroids or in this era. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's true or not. It is possible to get this physique naturally, but it's yeah, not right. if he was just playing fast and loose with it. Like he did some damage to himself by training this way. Now it's all very scientific and you can give anyone abs with the right training regime. Yeah. It's not what it used to be. Have some human growth toast. You <laughs> know what right, I mean? exactly, yeah. But, for this but yeah, but, but look, this movie is no commando. No. Let me tell you that. I mean, not. there is some solid action sequences in this, but there's also some very average action sequences. It seems like the commando also is aware of what it is, like the ludicrous nature, where this tries to tell like a more 
I don't know, human kind of narrative. Yeah, more, a more grown-up kind of realistic yeah. narrative. Yeah, like this could be like this is ripped from the headlines. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's it's like this was ripped from the headlines, but also what if you got this muscle-bound freak in? Yeah, exactly. To end the war. Well, he gained. Well, he went from 173 pounds up to 200 pounds, and that's just pure muscle for this movie because he's in, the size of this guy in this movie is insane. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. The hair, the oiliness, all of it. <laughs> it's just bigger. Like yeah. he's riding a horse and throwing a Molotov cocktail and, yeah. and all those kinds of things. And also he's in, throwing a horse. <laughs> he's throwing a horse. Well, he's definitely throwing a sheep. You mentioned the action side of this, Mason. Yeah, I did. It's just not very interesting. Because no. it's running and shooting and someone will run out and shoot at him and he'll stand there, he'll see them, he'll turn... And then you'll shoot them, and then you'll keep running. Yeah, it's it's this is the old this is the old school action. This is yeah. This is I like to delineate action movies pre and post the Matrix. Yes, and this was way pre the Matrix. This is just <laughs> there's no there's no continuous shots. There's no long sequences of moves that the stars had to learn. It's just one shots of a bad guy firing, a good yep. guy ducking. A good guy standing up and shooting back. A bad guy being shot and, and falling off a cliff or whatever. Exactly. Friends of Rambo falling down yeah. all around him. Like there, kids get shot and whatever, but he's fine. There's a there's an action sequence in a cave where the, the Russians send in like the Spetsnaz special forces. Yes. And only one of them has like night vision goggles for some reason. <laughs> I guess maybe this was the 80s, so they weren't they were really expensive then. It's not like you can, now when you can go down to Aldi and get a pair of yeah, goggles. exactly. Your phone does it. Yeah, but like this this sequence, it's dark and I guess it's meant to be confusing, but also the whole time you have no idea where anybody's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Like it's not even like this is confusing because it's chaotic and, and it's war. It's just like, is there a main cavern and then there's some gantries? How and far underground how is far this? How far we don't know. Is yeah. it really that dark? Is it pitch black? Like what's, yeah. you know? What's the lighting source in any exactly, of this? Exactly, yeah. yeah. No idea. It's funny though because... There's a couple of parallels to this and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like the Desert Showdown, I think, with the tank and that, and the horse. That's all done in The Last Crusade, but it's done so much better because you know where everybody is. You know who everybody is. Yes. And the main character is more kind of sympathetic and you he gets hurt. Vic Armstrong, who's the stunt double for Harrison Ford, he also was on board for this movie. Oh. But there's just something missing here, which Indiana Jones managed to well, pull Well, you know off. what, number one, I think, is probably a sense of humour. Yes. Which, and apparently, I, I can't remember his name, but some, somebody will be screaming at us almost instantaneously. The original director on this was going to be the director of Highlander. Oh, and he was fired And he was fired. Yeah. He, fi- he was like, I'm going to try to make this funnier. Mm. You know, evolve Rambo's character and make him more... Like Commando. Like more, maybe maybe <laughs> my, more like Commando, but maybe like just make him, evolve him to more of a human... Yeah. Or like a, a character that's maybe softened over the years or something like that. But Stallone was not having that. So Mulcahy was replaced by Peter McDonald, who's a second unit director. It was his first film as director. Uh, he directed the second unit action sequences in Rambo First Blood Part 2. Right. But he later said, I tried very hard to change the Rambo character a bit and make him a vulnerable and humorous person. I failed totally. That's not incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, I think, though, he gets less appealing as a character over these first three movies because you do lose that element of, who is this guy? He's just an unstoppable man who can run anywhere with a machine gun and yeah, right. do anything. It's just like, eh, whatever. But Mason, you said this movie doesn't have a sense of humour, and I disagree. Because Sylvester Stallone had a close call with a spinning helicopter rotor blade. Oh, that is funny. In fact, if he had have been struck, it would have almost certainly decapitated him. But Stallone laughed it off at the time with this quip, well, at least I would have saved a fortune on haircuts. (laughs) 
He's done it again. Why didn't they put that in the movie, Mason? Well, I mean, that's, that is I mean, pretty he's never, fun. He hasn't had a haircut. I was going to say he hasn't had a He's got that long, oily, shaggy heck, heck, uh, hair already. So, yeah. There is one great action sequence that I did enjoy. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty solid. I think I feel it's maybe it still holds up as one of the all-time great bad guy decks. Stick fight! No, no. Sorry, no, it's the, it's the one where he fights the, uh, the Russian general's henchman for the final time and it's kind of right. a, a fist fight kind of grapple on top of a on top of a hill which leads to the bad guy getting Rambo in the death grip and kind of you know crushing him yeah. in his mighty grip and then Rambo pulls the pin out of one of the bad guy's hand grenades. He's down the hole. He falls down a hole. <laughs> his neck snaps and then he explodes. <laughs> that is good, yeah. It's a good solid a good solid finale for that guy, I think. But what if that hadn't worked? What if you pull the pin on the grenade and the bad guy's like I'm not going to let you go, actually. We're both going up. <laughs> There's another thing I think it does better than two. A lot of the time when he fires like a rocket launcher, yeah. you just see him kind of fire it and then you just see the thing explode. But mm. this you actually see it leave the rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, uh-huh. well, that's where the money went, didn't it? That's, that's, right. that's what they're doing yeah. right there, yeah. Real black market army weapons. You know yes. it is, mate. Anyways, speaking of money, it didn't do super well. It was a $63 million budget and it made 189 which is okay. But sure. it was considered like, um, this kind of just broke even because, again, you got a double marketing and all those kinds of things. But the second one made... 300 million off 44 million. So oh, that's right, for okay, comparison's yeah. sake. Mm. Aside from Stallone getting like a massive payday for this, he also asked for a Gulfstream jet, which cost $12 million, which he was given. That's So he owned a He must still own it, surely. Uh, he's, probably, he's probably updated. He's probably it, updated, imagine, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you right. think he's getting that HGH into different countries, mate? He's got a, he's got a super <laughs> He's got a network, yeah. I get it, yeah. For those people who don't know, he... I think it was human growth hormone or something that he brought into Australia at the oh, time. I remember of, that at the yeah. time of Rambo Four, which oh. I know is just called Rambo, but it's less confusing if I call it Rambo Four. You can't stay off it for a couple of weeks, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you finished the movie; it's fine. No, well, I think it's one of those things where maybe, I'm, not, I'm not alleging anything though. Maybe he just likes to look at it. Maybe he just just does, in a box and he looks at it. Maybe, maybe he was holding it for a friend. He's holding it for a friend. But the thing is, a lot of actors do take this supplement or whatever you want to call it, this steroid. It's not that dangerous or uncommon. Mm-hmm. They reckon in a few years it's going to be one of those things that, that everybody's on. If you watch a Joe Rogan podcast, he brings it up at least <laughs> four to seven times. Oh, yeah. An episode. Because his memory's failing? Is that why? It's sharper than ever, mate. With I his, get it. With all, uh-huh. these, with all these sustenance and, yeah. and things like that. I think it's very much like a vanity project, this one. Yeah. Like, I like a lot of Stallone's work, but there was a period when it was just like this and Cobra and just stuff where it's like, I see what you're doing, but these aren't super compelling characters. For sure, yeah. yeah. Give us a little vulnerability. Give us a sense of humor. Yeah. Give us Tango and Cash. Well, I think even if you look at Demolition Man, it's a ridiculous movie, but there is a sense of fun to it. For sure, And yeah. I think that kind of world holds up more than this, for example. We should do Demolition Man. Absolutely, we should yeah. do Demolition Man. Anyways, in relation to the freedom fighters that Stallone is running around with, and it says at the end, you know, dedicated to the people of Afghanistan and that. Mm-hmm. So, look, they're not strictly Taliban. So what happened <laughs> as a result of this, right? <laughs> That's what they changed. The, they changed the title sequence at the end on the on the Blu-ray version, where it just look. They're not strictly Taliban, all right. So they'll basically. How are we supposed to know? <laughs> the, their name translates to Warriors of God, and they're made up of a whole lot of different factions, which then split off. And the Taliban actually formed properly in like the mid nineties. Was it ninety four? Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. There, it's it's a it's a it's chaos over there. Exactly. You know I mean? And this was also again during the Soviet occupation, and the people of Afghanistan, as probably people know, had the back of the CIA for the common enemy that was the Russians, Russians at yeah. the time. They weren't doing out-and-out conflict. It was people backing different people to fight this war yeah. without 
getting into the weeds of it. And because we don't know anything we about don't the know weeds that of much it. about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's more complicated than yeah. he's just fighting with the Taliban. Exactly. They didn't all become the Taliban, is what I'm saying. Yeah, only the ones Rambo left behind. <laughs> they became the Taliban specifically. Thanks, Rambo. Thanks, Rambo. Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week, believe it or not, every Tuesday. If you want to subscribe, please do so. Every week we review a movie and we support a different terrorist group. <laughs> You've just we demo- set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> You've just demonetized this video. Oh, no. <laughs> but look, if you do have thoughts on, like, what's your favorite Rambo movie or what you want to see next on Caravan of Garbage. Yeah, should they do a Rambo 6? Last Blood Part 2? Yes. Goes out of a drop of blood or whatever. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But we'll do anything. We'll do a comic, a movie, a TV show, a video game. Let us know. Some a laser disc, a laser disc, mm-hmm. and just this Monday past, we also have a podcast called The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. We talked about the filmography of Stallone, the hits, the misses. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Like we're kind of rubbish this movie and some of his other works, but he's done a <laughs> lot of great stuff. Yeah, and it's a really interesting discussion. Which he's people a, can come he's along a real for. cinematic dynamo, and he keeps going, and he's writing, and he's acting, and he's doing various supplements. He's got weird big. Veiny forearms and hands. Oh my god, it's insane. How does he pick up a pen? <laughs> he has a giant keyboard like the one from Big. Oh nice. That'll but you know, it. but like no, it's like from the TV show Amazing. There's a very specific <laughs> reference that people can Australian reference. Don't even worry about it, anybody. Anyways, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Thanks for sticking around. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.